0: Welcome to the Hyphen Young Adult Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to equip and empower young adults to be the church outside the four walls. Here to guide the conversation along, I am your host, Jennifer Malik. And joining me is Evan Zenobia. It's time to take the call. Hey everybody, so on today's podcast, you are in for a treat. We interviewed Pastor Scott Shoemake out of Ventura, California. And this conversation was so good, so much so that we are breaking it up into two parts. I mean, we, we didn't want to end this conversation. It was really impactful helpful. Um, There's a lot of resources that Pastor Shoemake gives, but also being a church planter in Ventura, he has so many stories that for me were so encouraging, helped build my faith. And I know Evan can say the same. And we just believe that this conversation will really help someone and bless someone, whether you are interested in church planting or not. This conversation um, is is something that I think will benefit anyone who tunes in today. So we're excited for you to give this a listen. And part one is here, and part two will be coming.
1: Exactly. If we like, start talking coffee, dude, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll never we'll even. We'll have a whole podcast yeah, just on coffee. We'll, oh, we'll have a whole episode just for coffee talk, and then yeah. it'll then we'll do that'll be like the. The preamble, the prologue, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. we'll. You guys are literary, liter- literary, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just made that word liter- literary. And you guys will do that, and then we'll go into yeah. It'll be prologue, and then well, I, I, I
0: appreciate. Yeah, that. I
1: think that's good. I think
0: while we're here, what, then how do you drink your coffee? It's how do I coffee. drink my
1: coffee? Uh, I'm a real coffee drinker, so yeah. let's just say that. Start it off there. So you don't pollute it with anything. I mean i don't get me wrong <laughs> drinks like this are fun what do you got in there pineapple it's, it's a, a
2: pineapple espresso tonic yeah. okay so it's mm-hmm.
1: got seltzer water pineapple and, and a couple shots you know mm-hmm. i mean
2: that's cool that's fun like yeah. I'm,
1: I'm down with that but if i really want to know what coffee has in it it's got to be black
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: i like absolutely. to go my my move is a new shop it's always a cortado because I get just I get the amount of espresso and just enough milk.
1: I'm a fan of cortados. And
2: thing. I get a smooth cuz I know how they do their milk, but I also yeah. know what their espresso tastes like. Yeah. Cortado's so. Gibraltar's those are both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Solid. Yeah. Solid. I I it's love black legal. coffee too. So, people oh. think I'm crazy. Shh. I know. Yeah. I know, but when you get a good blend and you roast, you know, you just Giants, grind it yourself.
1: Black coffee, Giants fan. I mean, yes, you know,
0: that is why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we oh. here in SoCal, we we had to just say, you know what, yeah. we're sticking alongside one another because us Giants fans really have it rough down here.
1: It, it's we're in the enemy camp. You know? Yeah, we are. Yeah.
0: People are people at my church still say we're praying for deliverance over right. Here. <laughs> But then I look at them and say, "Yeah, well, who's won three World Series in the last right?" Know, and they got years.
2: one fake one. Exactly, like half a half
0: season. season.
2: That count. is very impressive. <laughs> oh, You're, oh yeah, you like yeah. the
1: Cardinals? Are you a baseball guy?
2: I'm a I'm Milwaukee, so Milwaukee? I'm just oh, okay. a simple Midwest okay. boy, according to our oh. California friends. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee. So I just I exist <laughs> in a state of um, sports sadness, hope where yeah. yeah, hope and hope dashed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So are you from California? I feel like this, I told Jen this before we, before this weekend, I was like, I love this a little bit because you have a relationship with some of these people and I have no idea who anyone is. Yeah. And so I'm like getting to know everyone yeah. here as we sit. So like, it's we're, real. This is like off it really is. It's a live reaction, which the problem is, is like, I like to ask
1: questions. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, That's asking okay. You guys questions yeah. sometimes. That's too. great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm from California, born and raised. I okay. uh, grew up in the Bay area. Um, I was born in Santa Clara, lived in San Jose till I was 12 years old. Um, parents separated. Uh, legal separation, not divorce until later on. Um, my mom pulled herself up by the bootstraps, um, went to community college, graduated valedictorian, went to Stanford University as a single oh, wow. mom. It's it insane. Amazing. We were on the front page of the San Jose Mercury News. For oh, wow. Yeah, wow. and um, so moved to Palo Alto. So I'm this like kid on welfare, mom's going to school, um and and rubbing shoulders if you know anything about palo alto now it's like it's mecca for facebook yeah, and tech absolutely and like all that uh, but back in the day it was just like this really wealthy community bunch of stanford grads all that um, so lived in in palo alto um till i was like 16 17 and then we moved to san diego um, chula vista south county um then lived down there ended up getting married so lived lived there first year of marriage and then we moved to stockton um so central valley got a little bit of that life lived there a little bit and then we planted the church in ventura so i've kind of been around All california, california, done over california yeah, yeah yeah you, you just, just haven't steps. done
0: up north north you know like eureka
1: yeah uh <laughs> no i leave that to my my good friend uh pastor john mcdonald he's 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 handling it up there it's a great church so um and we've been up there and visiting plenty of times
3: that's
0: awesome. A little too
1: Seattle-ish for me. Yeah. Know. Like, I, I oh, like the sunshine. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And the, yeah. and, and the ocean waves. Yeah.
1: You yeah, know, well, they got the ocean waves, but the water's really rough. cold and really rough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's no sun, so.
0: <laughs> well, I I guess, you know, for a lot of our listeners, too, I probably, they probably don't know much maybe about you. And, you know, you pastor in Ventura, California, beautiful, sunny Ventura, California, and so for us, you know, hearing you were all over California, what made you and your family decide to move to Ventura to plant a church? Because that's a big, that's a big move to make.
1: Absolutely. We felt um, seven or eight years before we actually planted, we mm-hmm. felt we were called to plant a church. Mm-hmm. Um, we had just prayed and always like prayed with expectancy and ministry of like, God, what is the next step for us? Where are we going? Um, I think you really need to pray intentionally about mm-hmm. your next step. Never be comfortable. Mm. Um, there's a, a Bob Goff quote that I just read and it's like, it's really just shook me lately. Um, I think the world just needs more Bob Goffs. I like that guy. I love Bob um, Goff. He was and, he
0: was the speaker at my graduation in college. No yes, way. and I got to meet him and take a selfie with him. That's no awesome. Way. Love Bob was Goff. Wear, was
1: he wearing his hat? <laughs> His, Was he his wearing his, Boston No, because he
0: had to wear a oh, graduation yeah, cap yeah, yeah, hat yeah, thing, full you know. Cap and gown. Yeah, love that guy.
1: <laughs> he said, uh, "He said, comfortable people have a lot of opinions and like to talk. Mm. Desperate people just have Jesus." And wow. It's like this idea of like, you know, when you're desperate, when you're when you have that intent, you know, you're praying about like, what's next, where am I going, what what am I doing? So we yeah we we really prayed and we're like, okay, God, well we're called to plant a church, but mm-hmm. where, you know. Mm. Um, And I always thought it would be somewhere because we're in Stockton at this time. I'm assisting uh, my father-in-law. I'm an assistant pastor. There was a time where I was a youth pastor in another town, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes away and assisting back and forth. Sometimes like preaching, like I preach five services. on It It was crazy. We're just all in for ministry. We knew we were going to plant a church. though one of these days, but we didn't know where we're like, okay, maybe Sacramento area, maybe Bay Area. We prayed about cities, uh, prayed about one city in particular and literally told nobody but my wife. And I'm like, okay, look, we're just gonna pray. We're gonna take a month and pray about this, see what happens, and we're gonna bring it to the pastor and just see what happens. And I get a call within that month from somebody super close to me. And they're like, bro, man, God opened the door. We're doing a Bible study, we're gonna be planning a church in blank, blank city. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, there goes that door. You know, so we went back. <laughs> oh, to that the, was for you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. We went back we were to praying the drunk. For you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, send them revival, this. You know, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, what's the Ministry World ne- Network of Prayer, plowing before the planner. Mm-hmm. I was plowing before the planner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so we just kept praying. Um, and in that season, um, our son Holden was born. And um, this is 2011. He was born, um, to make a long story short, he, we sat in doctor's offices where they gave us papers to have an abortion because Mm -hmm. they knew he had uh, a lot of things going on with him, um, high drops and different, just different things going on his body. And so that season of life, uh, he was, he had a 2% chance to survive the birth canal. That's what the doctor told us the night before he was born. And uh, so obviously all of our plans just go on hold. You know um, he's in the NICU for the NICU for two months um, everything just got shelved in that season God worked on this guy like mm-hmm. God just radically shifted pulled pride out of me mm-hmm. in places I didn't even know I had I'm not there yet it's like you, you never want to say you're humble because mm-hmm. the moment you say you're humble you're not um, <laughs> but God was just working on me in that season and it was in that season um, right, you know, 2013, 2012, 2013, where I, I started to be open to other places, you know, and I, uh, I'm a photographer, I'm a working, I'm still bivocational, um, sent an email this morning for another <laughs> wedding, you know? Um, nice. but anyway, I had some clients in LA that I was, uh, doing an engagement session for, and, um, I got asked to preach in Santa Barbara. So I was like, Oh, I'll preach in Santa Barbara. And then I'll drive to LA to will meet my clients. So I preached on a Sunday in Santa Barbara, driving down through Ventura on Monday, heading towards LA. And I think I pulled over to just check out the surf. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was literally the best way to describe it. It was like, God took his hand and reached into my chest cavity mm-hmm. and wrapped it around my heart. Wow. And I was like, what is this? I've never felt anything mm-hmm. like that. I'd been praying for that. Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't let go. And I was like, okay, God, cool. Like, I don't know anybody here. Um, I had a pastor uh, up north that offered, hey, I will send, i mean, a large church. If you plant within 45 minutes of my church, you can stay at this apartment. We'll send a team. We'll have music. We'll support you financially, like turnkey church planning, like mm-hmm. the cool way to plant mm-hmm, a church. Mm-hmm. Ventura was not going to be the cool way to, I didn't know anybody there. There wasn't a UPC church in the town. There was one that was formerly and now is independent. Um, but I'm like, I don't know anybody there. I've never lived there. I've never even lived close to there. So I'll pray for Ventura, God, but that's not where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And, uh, sure enough, here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's how the call developed. Um, obviously prayed through it, prayed and prayed and prayed. I think I was trying to pray it out of my system, but God's Mm -hmm. hand was just on my heart and still is Mm till this day, you know, for the city and for the area. Um, so brought it back to my pastor, um, we had had some conversations about church planning. Um, I was his assistant. I'm his son-in-law. You know, um, there's the opportunity for me to go into pastoring that church someday when he retires. And church has paid off property, had a had a thriving preschool, and all that stuff. Um, but it was just God pulling me with that hand on 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 my heart mm-hmm. to Ventura County. So. Wow. That's uh that's how we ended up. Pastor actually felt good about it. <laughs> he's like he's like I don't want to see you go. He's like I'd be a fool to do that. Mm-hmm. Said but I feel good about it. And so that was my that was like my big con- confirmation of all right,
2: here's the open door. Time yeah. for you to go. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I There's been a couple times where I feel like I feel like if you're willing to listen to the voice of God, you know, when the door is the correct one to walk through. And so you're, you're describing a moment in which you felt it internally mm-hmm. and just him grab your heart. Um, have you had any of those other experiences? I, I, I've told my wife before, I'm like, you know, anytime that God wanted me to move, there was a very specific moment. And it, it presented itself in a way that I think other people may have, not recognize because he would need to maybe speak to them audibly or or have someone tell them hey this is for you has every experience of your calling been in that in that same way where god is doing something to your heart or have you had you know again someone speak to you and move you and push you to do something like i think one of the things that we deal with um Jen, myself leading these hyphen groups as they go, like, how do you know what's the voice? How do you know what it looks like? Mm -hmm. And I struggle to like tell that to people sometimes, because for me, I feel like I have been for a long time really open and I know the moment's right. I feel it. Everything is confirmed within me, my wife, like it just, it just happens for us. But what we were sharing before there, I had a friend who God had to literally like, he heard an audible voice, um, when he was in the shower Whoa. and he had to respond to that. And, and I think it's different for every person. I think for some people you need to hear a voice in order to go. For yeah. some people, he just touches your heart and you go. So has it been that kind of calling for you previously? Have you, you feel like he's moved on you in certain ways or do you feel like it's gotten more, um, he had to push you heavier earlier on in your life and now you more so just feel it and go and you're ready to do it.
1: That that is like literally one of the best questions um, to ask, and I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have that that fear, that timidity, that trepidation of of moving forward in doing something because they don't want to miss it. And I think it comes from a good place, yeah, of course. But I think it can really um, it can paralyze us, you know, analysis paralysis, where mm-hmm. we're thinking, "Oh God, are you in it? Are you not in it? Is this really your voice? Am I am I just doing this because I want to do it?" and um, I think there's a few things that kind of help me. Number one, just being grounded and submitted and, mm-hmm. um, having that, like that relationship with your pastor that, that you can, you can talk to him, not just that, but having, having mentors mm-hmm. in your life as well. Yeah. Um, not that they supersede or go outside of pastoral authority, but just having voices, you know, mm-hmm. having the right voices. Proverbs says that there's, there's safety and multitude of counsel. And, and they were talking strategically for a nation militarily, but just in, in general, you know, this is, this is kingdom, right? And
4: mm-hmm.
1: the, the word talks about so much about like, you know, military, the weapons of warfare, all that kind of stuff. And, and really it's the same principle is having those voices is going to give you safety. Um, so if you have those voices in your life, if you don't um, pray for them. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, pray for them. Obviously, you know, you got your pastor in your life and I know some pastors are more hands on. Some pastors are more hands off. Um, if your pastor's more hands off, then pray that God would send godly voices in your life. If he doesn't send them, then listen to good podcast, <laughs> listen, to good yeah. podcasts. <laughs> listen to good preachers, mm-hmm. you know, ask yeah. your pastor, are there preachers that you recommend I listen to? Um, you know, make sure they're truth loving, obviously all that stuff. Um, but I think having those voices as a, um, the sounding board and that safety of counsel was something that had always helped me. Yeah. Um, There was one particular where um, I was offered like a, a full-time youth and assistant pastor role. And um, on the outside, it looked great. Right. And this is before, this is kind of before we knew we were going to plant a church. So this is young in ministry. Um, Eden was like a little, little tiny one right then. Now she's 18. And uh, we were like, This looks really good on paper. Mm. You know what I mean? It was one of those ones where, like, this is a church. It's up and coming. It's thriving. Um, You know, this is like full time ministry. This is what we want. It looks good. Um, Here I am, like, slaving away at a little church. I was teaching Sunday school. Like, Mm -hmm. and and people see Pastor Scott now, like, oh, you're, you know, church planner, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you spoke here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I taught Sunday school with little snot nose. (laughs) I mean, bratty kid, you know, when, when people yeah. say that, they don't know what a snot knows bratty kid until they've, like, sure. done Sunday school in Stockton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my gosh. Um, there's a kid in my class that led a police chase at, oh, like, wow. five years old in the neighborhood around. He lived across yeah. the street from our church, and he was in my Sunday school class. So I did that for eight years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, And when that opportunity came along, it would have been easy to just be boom. Jump. I shouldn't snap my fingers by the microphone. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> and just it's jump. It's for someone who's falling asleep right now, I jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> jump,
1: wake up. Um, but I, we just prayed about it. And it was, I just didn't feel right about mm-hmm. it. And then I, you know, safety and multitude counsel. I had one friend that was like, dude, this, these opportunities don't come along all, all the time. He, he told me, he said, you'd be a fool to not jump on this. Wow. Right. And then talking to my pastors, mm-hmm. just the back and forth. And then I, one day, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, well, you know, my, my brother-in-law was his assistant at the time. I was just like working with youth and teaching Sunday school at the time. He's like, well, you know, he, so he didn't really need me you know, at that yeah. point. And then yeah. my brother-in-law uh, moved, planted a church as well. And uh, <clears throat> then he needed me later. But anyway, during that time I was like, no, we're just gonna, we're just gonna stay here. He's like, he's like, well, what, what do you really feel? And I said, I just don't feel good about it. I, I mm-hmm. don't feel like a witness, like a confirmation in my spirit. It, I, I said, it looks good. It sounds good. It's a great opportunity. I just don't feel it in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said to that. You have to have some sensitivity to yes. the spirit mm-hmm. and to the moving of spirit. Now, a lot of people will just, they're just not intentional. Mm-hmm. They're just comfortable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? they are They're like, okay, well, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this ministry i'm doing something for god um and and they confuse that with being you know not feeling the move of god no you're just comfortable so you got to pray constantly Mm -hmm. with intent i think that's the key is praying with intention Mm -hmm. um and praying with intention having safety of of counsel around you and um and really knowing like knowing yourself like knowing your Mm -hmm. calling Mm -hmm. knowing what you're called to do Mm -hmm. like um you know, if somebody has a children's ministry position for you and you're not called to children's ministry, don't go just because it's a full-time paying position or oh, whatever. Yeah. You're going to be miserable exactly. if you do something right. like that. Yeah. Um, so I think having a combination of that, knowing, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're calling, being intentional, praying intentionally, mm-hmm. um, and then having that safety net of, of counsel around you. Um, those things have helped me. Mm.
4: That's
0: so good. I'm thinking too, just... Thinking about young adults who feel called to home missions, who feel called to plant a church. And I know that's an area that in our movement we're really moving towards because we see how there we need church plants, right? There yeah. are cities that don't have a church. I mean, we were at the ministry conference in SoCal a couple of months ago and they said there's no church in Huntington Beach. And there's like, what, 400,000 people there. That
1: was the city we prayed about, actually, before really? we went to yeah. Ventura. Yeah, and I just, and... something in my heart, yeah. I was like,
0: God, there's no church there. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and I think there are a lot of people who feel called to plan a church, but they don't know where to begin. Yeah. Or then they do feel that call. They get the confirmation from their pastor. And so what I want to ask is, what is those practical steps that you can take? And even as a young adult, even now, even if it's not right here in the season, you said you guys felt it seven to eight years before you ever ended up planning a church. So what were those things that you guys were doing in those seven to eight years and then those practical steps that led you guys to planning a church?
1: Um, During those years, I was uh, running businesses personally. Like, you know, I'm a a photographer, um, starting businesses, raising a family, buying houses, investing, Mm -hmm. um, all alongside all the kingdom stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? I would say learning to find that work church balance like so many we we've we've prioritized like full-time ministry for so long but you don't see full-time ministry prioritized in the scripture as Mm. a matter of fact paul said you know what if i have to go back and make tents i'll be Mm -hmm. less of a burden on the church then then i'm going to go do that Mm -hmm. so we see the opposite actually in the Mm -hmm. scripture and we've placed like pastoral Mm full-time pastor ministry as the like epitome as like the, the top of the top. And it's really, you don't see that in the scripture.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and I want to be, I want to be book of acts church, Mm -hmm. not just in speaking in tongues. That's good. You know what I mean? I want to be book of acts church, not just in the way that I do my Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be book of acts. So I've been bivocational since Mm -hmm. day one. Um, so like I said, we, we were working, um, raising kids, uh, had a child with special Mm -hmm. needs. Um, and, and then the spiritual work that's being laid, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, roots and fruits, like trying to grow roots, um, uh, did CSTI. I've just, I personally, I've, I'm kind of a rebel, a contrarian when it comes to academia. Um, I think maybe growing up at Stanford kind of did that to me. <laughs> you know, I literally grew up on campus <laughs> sure. at Stanford so University. Awesome. So, um, so I kind of have some contrarian thoughts mm-hmm. on education and mm-hmm. academia. I'm not against it. Um, but for me, I just didn't really go that route. Um, but it's funny, one of these days I'm going to go back and get my PhD. Um, but we were just digging, you know, just yeah. digging, um, always always pushing ourselves, you know, just trying to trying to grow, never wanting to be stagnant. So those years we just spent, I keep using the word intentional, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the word. Um, do you guys have a life scripture? Do you know what that is? you ever heard of that concept? I have not. No? No? What about you, Jen? Do you well, have a lot scripture?
0: I have more of like a season scripture Se- for, for, like for, That's for like cool. seasons.
2: Yeah, right? I believe they can change too. Yeah, so don't and I wrong. believe yeah. I
0: believe those those things can change. And um, we we were talking about it, talking about calling, talking about um, the last episode we talked about was the wilderness. Yeah. And going through a time of wilderness, and something that I've clung onto in a time where it seems as though nothing is going to change, we I remind myself of the eternal. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, you know, do not grow weary. And just this, this time of understanding that the present things are going to They're going to, um, it's going to fade away and you know, there's eternity. So don't focus on the temporal and I'm escaping on the scripture right now because my coffee is not kicked in, (laughs) (laughs) but there it's in, it's in second Corinthians. Like I know where it's at, (laughs) but there's a scripture that I've clung to these last several years and I will like quote it constantly. And it's just something that I continually turn to. And, And when someone's going through something, it's like, I, it's that it's like, here's a scripture, you know?
1: So in the in the in the season, I, I I tell our church this all the time. I was like, you need to get a life scripture. And I mm, tell them, like, it can change. Like but but you should have a life scripture that you you just read every day. And not only that, but I've actually taken myself and I like jumped into the Bible. And I have this really like mm. creative mind and my kids laugh and make fun of me for it. But <laughs> I like literally like I'm diving into this yeah. scripture and it's me in the scripture. And when Paul is talking, in First Corinthians 15, 58, you know, it says, uh, my beloved brethren, be ye therefore steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain. Like that scripture just mm. rocks my world, yep. always abounding, steadfast. Yes. Like those are the the attributes of church planning.
0: That's so <laughs> you know what I mean? and so your good. labor
1: is not in vain because there's so much you'll show up on a Sunday. And there will be like, oh, a few people there. And you'll feel like I'm preaching this message in vain, but you never know. You'll go on outreach. Nobody know. will come yeah. that Sunday, yeah. but you never know. And so um, so I put myself in that scripture mm. and I literally have it written out in one of my journals when I first wrote it mm. out as my life scripture. And I, I tell myself every single day in faith, you know, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So yes. I believe in affirmation yeah. and I say, you know, Scott, you are steadfast. Yes. You are unmovable you're always abounding in the work of the mm. Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. And mm. so I just, I, I give myself that pep talk, mm. you know, when you feel down and out. And mm-hmm. so, so those were some things that kind of, uh, you know, having that life scripture to really root and ground. Um, so roots and fruits, yeah. like those were things that we were working on leading up to to planning a church. I love that. I Um, love that. we did, uh, at the time they didn't have launch yet. So it mm. was, um, church planning 101 it mm-hmm. was like online yeah. uh, brother coon mm-hmm. um tremendous i love brother Kuhn's writing he was great um so i was planning right at the time as he was transitioning and then to brother tony who is my son holden our special mm-hmm. needs guy he loves brother jimmy tony mm-hmm. and he then he became um, uh, nam director and during that transition time i mean just, things were really gaining speed with church planning and so there was a lot of resources so we we did the full church plan- planning you I was reading books, Nelson Searcy books. Um, There was uh, another church planning guide put out by another tribe. And I I went through their free church planning Mm -hmm. stuff. We just, this is how I learned photography, right? So I, you know, I'm a college dropout, um, but I was studying architecture, right? And then I went and started businesses. And so like, that's just kind of, but in the middle of like starting a business, I learned that if you will immerse yourself Mm -hmm. in whatever it is, whether it's contracting, photography, electrical business, you know, um, tech, whatever, if you will immerse yourself in it, Mm -hmm. like literally baptize yourself in that subject, you will learn so much. And those things that you like baptized yourself with Mm -hmm. in the beginning, those are going to pull out of you later on. So I was like, okay, I learned that in my photography business. All right. How can I do that Mm -hmm. in church planning? You know, so I was just learning everything. I was mm-hmm. picking people's brains, people that had done it before. Mm-hmm. And somebody said this, they said, um, in church planning, you want to there's a rule of twos. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Never heard that one. And he said, You want to have two people that are a few years ahead of you mm-hmm. that you can have in your circle. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Safety of counsel yeah. again, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Two people ahead of you, two people with you where you're at mm-hmm. within a year or two of, of planning a church. And two people behind you because God loves like people that are grateful that Mm -hmm. that share resources and stuff. And so I've tried to always do that. Um, I have a few that are a few years ahead of me and I pull things from them have a few that are right in the middle of it and we cry on each other's shoulders and have a few that are that think I'm a superhero that are a few years behind me and uh, Mm -hmm. I try and I give them all the stuff that works and Mm -hmm. if they're doing something that Mm -hmm. doesn't work I'll be like hey that's broke fix it you know (laughs) so um so that's that's really helped me so uh, but all of those little things those Mm -hmm. practical things Mm -hmm. they they came in in that preparation Preparation before we launched yeah Yeah. and and I'll say this too another thing and um i gotta be careful because i can be a little contrarian Mm -hmm. i know that's my nature and so i I gotta be careful um but you don't always have to follow the script Mm -hmm. i think i was getting caught up in following the script Mm -hmm. a little bit um of you know like okay this is how you have to launch a church right we have a whole thing called launch right Right. you go and they train you and they tell you Mm -hmm. like you got to do it a certain way Mm -hmm. um once again like the book of acts didn't happen like that yeah you know so um, so it's easy to get caught up in that. But uh, again, I had to train my mind like, right. okay, no, I'm just going to be abounding in the work of the Lord. My right. labor is not in vain. Yeah. You know, if it's just our family, if we don't have a team, it's mm-hmm. okay.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: If we don't have the finances, we thought it's mm-hmm. okay. If we don't have the monthly support, we thought it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, we're going to do this. And, uh, and God's been there every step of the way. Wow. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Well, coffee kicked in and I have the life scripture. Come on now. <laughs> so it's second Corinthians four seventeen mm-hmm. through 18, and it's for our light affliction, which is fun just a moment
3: yeah
0: worketh in us a far more exceeding eternal and weight of glory while we look at the things which are not seen which they're eternal yes. right it's it's not the things which are seen that are temporal but the things which are not seen that are eternal and that's something i hold on to continually yeah. so in those moments when you're going through those low moments in church planting right yep. you have those times like it's not <laughs> glory all the time, right? It is tough. It's hard work. And in those moments you remind yourself, okay, it's not about the temporal. It's not about this. It's not about the things which I can see, but it's about the eternal. It's about the eternal. And I'm sure many moments God had to equip you guys in those seasons of seven, eight years, because he knew you would have to walk by faith, not by sight continually. And that's something I wanted to ask too, is once you guys planted, like what were challenges that you faced, you know, and I'm sure still face when it comes to church planting and church planting specifically, you know, outside of a big metro area, you're in Southern California, you're doing church a little differently because of where you're at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't know anything about Ventura, we're a beach city. Um, we're about an hour West of Los Angeles, which everybody thinks like West is, Oh, you'd be in the ocean. But the 101 actually curves out west. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're about an hour west of Los Angeles um, in a beach city. And um, Ventura, now that I'm there, I realize how much, you know, you think L.A. impacts culture around it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always like to get to the root of things. And I'm like, well, how does, who who impacts L.A.? What impacts culture mm-hmm. in L.A.? Yeah. Sure. They don't mm-hmm. just make it up. Everybody's right. learning from everybody mm-hmm. else. And, uh, and now that I'm there, I learn how much ventura impacts la wow yeah it's it's wild mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um anyway that that's kind of leading off off the subject a little <laughs> bit um i i just the scripture that you just read i literally just um i just read that whole chapter mm-hmm. um at our prayer meeting on tuesday mm-hmm. night and just focusing on the things that yeah. are that are eternal because mm-hmm. we can get so caught up in it and i think in church planning having that having the other life scripts that i read you know first corinthians fifteen fifty eight 58 it always abounding the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be so challenging. Like I, my son has an iPad and it's linked up on my iCloud and he has all of my videos, all of my photos. Mm-hmm. And he that's one of his just favorite things to mm-hmm. do is go through, he loves, and he played one the other day. And it was a time lapse. It was when like time lapse first came out on the iPhone. And <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, I was doing everything time lapse.
4: <laughs> you know, it's like boomerang yeah. came out on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you're like yeah, boomerang
1: yeah. everything. You're And then a year in and it's not cool anymore. But all of us boomers are still doing it. <laughs> Pun intended. But not, uh, so time lapse was going and it was it was us moving all the tables and chairs in the fellowship hall uh, at the Korean or College United Methodist Church that the Korean United Methodist Church was using, and we were moving these tables and chairs, and literally like my wife, and she's just this gorgeous, like thin, beautiful person. Mm-hmm. She's not like a big muscle bound person of mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And she's moving these huge tables and it's a time lapse. I was moving mm-hmm. the and, and it was her and um, Juan Hernandez, who was our first one. He's our first Juan. So we, we kind of joke around about that. It's <laughs> amazing. And uh, he was the first Bible study that we had. And I look back at those days and I was like, man, we didn't have much help.
4: Mm.
3: And
1: Sometimes you get frustrated because you're like, I don't have much help right now.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean? Like right now, I need a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I need it. I need an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big vision guy. I get yeah. lost in the details. I know that about mm-hmm. myself. That's why my loving wife is amazing with mm-hmm. details. God just, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and So you can get frustrated in that stuff, especially when you're starting, when you wanted to start with a team and God didn't send you a team mm-hmm. and yeah. he sent you one dude that was like a wreck, you know, a a train wreck and, and, um, and was a tough one to disciple. Um, And God, I mean, thank God the first one, he's still in church. He's full of the Holy Ghost. He's serving. I I love it. It's such a, just a great story. Um, But anyway, you can get so lost in those details and frustrated in Mm -hmm. those first few years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you get one call from somebody, Mm on a Sunday morning or Saturday night, hey, Pastor, we're not going to be there tomorrow. It's right. a soccer mm-hmm. game. You you were literally like, ah, I don't have hair. I'm glad this is on podcast. I would show you my bald head, but uh, <laughs> I don't have hair. I would have lost it in those first years. You know what I mean? Just because it's, it's so disheartening because you're working. You, you've been preparing uh, for a message, and then you're going to mm-hmm. preach it, and there's going to be two people. <gasps> However, it's a stark reminder of mm-hmm. the power of one. Yeah. You know what I mean? The power of one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share something real quick. We were doing outreach. I think we were about a year, maybe a year, year and a half in, and we were doing outreach around, around Ventura College, which is a large community college, our City. It's one of the top ranked. Matter of fact, they're trying to make it into a California State University four mm-hmm. year. Um, it's right down the street from where we're at now, actually in the building that we're in. Um, we're doing outreach. And I felt God just put in my mind, if you'll just march around this campus and invite people, there will be some walls that come down just like in Mm. Jericho. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's go. And it's a big campus, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm like, this will be a long walk. (laughs) And we had an evangelist with us. I don't even know why we had an evangelist because we didn't have anybody at our church. Um, And and I don't want to say this, like, because you guys are asking me about church planning, Mm -hmm. church planners, those of you that are wanting to plant church, be real about your numbers. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be straight up. We averaged like 10 to 20 our first few years. Sure. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, and you just ended the podcast right now, but you're going to miss the best part. Mm. Literally we met maybe one person that was interested that whole day. And then we met another guy that had, um, had gout in his hand and his hand was like a withered hand. Like literally it was a closed up, Mm. like, like kind of balled up into like a, a deformed fist. He had gout in that hand for five years. And, um, I just, I just like, Hey man, just what happened to your hand? And, uh, I, I don't do that. I'm not that guy to just act like random, you know, on the street, praying for people. I'm not Jeff Arnold, you know what (laughs) I mean? So I, I, he's like, Oh man, I've had gout, you know, it's been about four or five years. And, and I was like, man, you seem like a person, like you, you've got some faith, man, like, I believe God can heal your hand. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And, and the evangelist that's with me. He's like, yeah, we'll we'll pray right now. We'll speak mm-hmm. the name of Jesus. See he it? He's a healer. And we start praying for him and I'm like, oh man, here we are on the um, we're on the streets, man. We don't even we're not we don't have a church building. We're mm-hmm. we're just in the streets. Right. And we start praying for him and we felt the power of God like sweep in right there mm-hmm. at the Dudley house right across mm-hmm. from Ventura College. And, and the power of God swept in and, and we just felt him and, and he just starts to have this like breakthrough in prayer. You know, you know how we feel it, but yeah. he felt it. Wow. And we watched one hand was already open and we watched the other hand just slowly start to unfold. And it was like wow and i remember him stopping praying and looking at his hand and then his mom was like she was working in the Mm -hmm. the dudley house it's like one of those old historic houses Mm -hmm. she was working in there he was outside and and he his mom starts walking out and He's like, Mom, look at my hand. We just prayed and my hand mm. is open and we're tripping out, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. We're like,
3: that's God, man. Mm.
1: And uh, anyway, his, his mom like confirmed like, yeah, he hasn't been able to open that hand for mm. five years. He's done therapy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God just gosh. healed his hand. Yeah. There are people of faith. I was like, cool. You know? So we give an Im- invitation. We're like, Hey, we're meeting like right around the corner. We're renting this little fellowship hall. You guys come be in a service. This guy's preaching, mm. you know, this next service. And uh, And they weren't there. <laughs> And if I can sum up church planning Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, that's it. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Huge win, Mm -hmm. huge failure. But Paul said this. He said, he said, Lord, I want to know you in the power of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. But I also want to know you in the fellowship of your suffering.
3: Wow. Yeah.
1: And to me, like there is nothing that like sums up church planning like that. Mm -hmm. Because one moment you're going to know him in the power of resurrection Mm -hmm. and healing Mm -hmm. on the street. Mm -hmm. Right. You're like man, I don't even have to go to Ethiopia to see this, right? Yeah. This is here in Ventura. And then the next morning, Sunday, you're like, dude, where is this guy at? Literally God healed his hand from mm-hmm. five years. I've never seen them, mm-hmm. never seen them again in town. Never mm-hmm. like, sure. you know, so power of resurrection, fellowship of suffering. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not that we're Christ, right? right. Um, but I think Paul had some understanding of that, mm-hmm. of like, you know what? You're, you're going to feel that power But then you're going to go through some some valleys and some situations like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. Jen, like that, that are going to shape you and mold you. However, on that same day, we go and uh, we're in SoCal, so we're eating Mexican food, right? (laughs) Um, If you eat Mexican food somewhere else and you say it's good, um, I'll just be real. We're from Southern California and we judge you. Okay. (laughs) A hundred percent. hundred percent.
4: This
1: is this is how Mexican food works in Southern California, actually. If you're from San Diego and there's people from L.A. that are, say they have good Mexican food, you're judging them because yes, San Diego food, so Mexican food is the best Mexican It's like 90 miles. Oh, but in that 90 miles. Right, man. right. It's, yeah. Um, it changes. So so we go eat Mexican food. You know, we're done with our outreach. We've mm-hmm. done our, our our march around the walls of Jericho. Right. We saw our healing. He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. He's bringing his whole family. He's like the woman at the well. He's going to mm-hmm. go tell his whole city, look what these guys have done. My hands heal ball. Um, so we go eat Mexican food, um, and we're in outreach mode, so we're inviting our waiter, you mm-hmm. know, and um, which we should be doing that anyway. I shouldn't yeah, say an outreach right. mode; we should always be doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and anyway, he's like, "Oh, I already go to church." I was like, "Oh, cool, man! What church you go to?" And he said a church, and it was a um, an Apostolic Assemblies church in the the town next to us in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. Like, you know, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, right? He said, like, yeah, amen, brother. And he's like, actually, my pastor's here eating right now. I was like, oh, dude, I, I want to meet him, you mm-hmm. know? So I met Pastor, uh, pastor Gurola. He's a pastor in the neighboring city. We became friends. So out of that meeting, Pastor Gurola he-, he volunteered. He said, you know, if you guys need help with music, which like I had to learn to play the guitar, like start a church (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) wow we had no music we were playing like spotify like background tracks to start Mm -hmm. right you know um we've come a long way (laughs) um and i was learning guitar a keyboard player would have been like manna from heaven right Mm -hmm. and the pastor's like yeah we've got a few you know they have three or four deep let me say another thing a church planner you will get frustrated looking at churches around you like five Mm -hmm. deep on keys like, go help a church planter, brother. <laughs> right. you know, and this guy had a, a bigger mm-hmm, kingdom mm-hmm. vision than just his church. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I could send you something. So anyway, we worked out the details. He ends up sending the brother of his keyboard player. And that young man started coming to our church, um, helping out. He was still in his church, mm-hmm. submitted. We're not sheep stealing. Yeah. We don't do that Um I could go off on a tangent <laughs> in church planning about how church aren't some church plants, aren't church plants, they're church transplants. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not a good route to mm-hmm. go. I get the team thing, mm-hmm. but you, we got to be careful. We're mm-hmm. to win souls. Absolutely. We're not to right. win yes. saints. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he, so he starts coming, he submitted, I'm in contact with his pastor. He was from another church, um, another episode somebody's church, not the one that I met the pastor, but I'm in contact with his pastor now. God linked us up. Um, this one thing when we moved to the city, I was new there so mm-hmm. i wanted if they if they were from my tribe right regardless of upc you know independent mm-hmm. um apostolic assemblies whatever i wanted to like hey man we're in this together i'm not here to like try and liquidate your churches mm-hmm. and build mine we're building the king we're reaching souls so I had a good good relationship with all of them anyway he starts coming from that one meeting in that restaurant i counted the other day and there's about 20 people in our church right now because of that one day of outreach. Wow. But the dude with the withered hand did not show Mm. up. But the dude that I didn't even know, and it was funny, the Mm. first time I met him, he had like confused his schedule and he thought he was on a job interview to be a chef. The keyboard player, right? (laughs) We we met up at a coffee shop, right? Here we go, coffee. And (laughs) and he had confused his schedule and he was meeting for an interview later and he was meeting with me and he, he had him backwards. And I was like, oh no, I'm the pastor. <laughs> he's like, oh no way. I'm so sorry. Anyway. So out of that one young guy coming and playing keys for us. And eventually his pastor called me and he's like, I don't know what you guys are doing to this young man, but I've never seen him this spiritual. Like he's doing oh, so that's well. So like, good. you know, he's, he, he's praying. He's just like, God's moving his life. He goes, I was praying about it. He's like, I've never done this. He says, but I, I want, I, if you guys want him, if you want him to be there, I want him to just be like fully committed to your church and be a part of it. He's like, would you be okay with that? I was like, yes, Lord, of course, <laughs> yes. you know? Um, so they ended up sending him full time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we went to his sending service. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, really, when God's in it, mm-hmm. beautiful things Absolutely. like that happen. But because of that one young mm-hmm. man, um, there's 20 people in our church right mm-hmm. now that, uh, that came out of that one day of outreach. Wow. So highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So I know I went off on a little tangent, but that's that to me, that's like church planning in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Just like, you know, you're up one day, you're down the next. But if you have that scripture, if you have that mm-hmm. word hidden in your heart, mm-hmm. Lord, I'm gonna know you in the power of the resurrection, but I'm also gonna know you in the fellowship of this suffering. This mm-hmm. flesh has to die. This pride has mm-hmm. to die. Like, I, I'm not trying to fake numbers, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. fluff anything. This is this is real life. This is church planning. And, and there's going to be days where it's empty. There's going to be days where it's full. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if people are being saved, if people are knowing who Jesus is, if people are being baptized and his name's applied to their life, his blood is covering their sins, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, then if you have 10, if you have 10,000. Right. You know what I mean?
3: It's for
0: the one.
1: Absolutely. You know, and yeah. just
0: reminding ourselves of that in ministry, if you do it just for the one, because yeah. that's what Jesus did for us and keeping that perspective. Because we do, we can get so focused on, well, look, look at how many people they won to the Lord. And it's, it's not about, yes, it's okay. Yes. There's many who have come to know God, but one person, if I, if I can just make a difference in one person's life and introduce them to Jesus
1: 100%. and everything that
0: we do, that's a win.
1: hundred percent. So
0: you could have looked at that and been like, man, so focused mm-hmm. on the man with the, you know, the hand who was healed, who didn't come. And been so focused on that and then missed the people who God's saying, but look who I've placed right in front of you. Yeah, look at this open to. door right yes. here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like that dying to that flesh because we're viewing it through our own lens. Yeah. And God is has a different lens that we can't see. Yeah. And that was a door that God was able to open and say, okay, but here's other people that I'm going to introduce. Yeah. Yeah you, you know, it, that's awesome, you know, yeah. and, and keeping that perspective helps us. And I think continually throughout ministry, we have to continually be reminded of that perspective, you know, and sometimes God just has to slap us <laughs> in the face, wake us up a little he bit, does. you know, yeah. you know, um, but one thing I wanted to ask too is in, you know, through church planning those moments when you have those low moments, yeah what is it that has helped you to keep going?
1: Um, I think having family, that uh, one thing that I heard from uh, Brother Kuhn, I heard from Brother Tony, um, and then the other church planters that I that I kind of just, you know, networked with, um, and, and, and seasoned pastors and ministers, they were just like, you know what, your, your family, like don't sacrifice your family on the altar of church mm-hmm. planting. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's not worth it. Like if you have the fastest growing and the biggest church plant and blah, 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 and I... I, I wasn't trying to minimize what God was gonna do, but I realized like Ventura is a tough field like mm-hmm. it's a beach yeah. city mm-hmm. in California yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a very it's it's a um, Catholic mission city mm-hmm. so like you know Uniparosera planted a mission there you know there's a mission in downtown Ventura. It's a very Catholic um, entrenched city It's one of the spiritual battles that we mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like having and making sure that like my family like that we stayed close you know, um, especially those first years and always like making sure like my kids were were having fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We took them to everything. We, Mm -hmm. We sacrificed. We showed up. We, you know, camps and we would drive them to, you know, landmark and we would just just try to go to things and and do things as a family. So I think those were like some of the things that all right, I'm having a rough time. Okay, well, we're going mm-hmm. to this, this conference. And mm-hmm. I know like conference lifestyle, and you can be a conference junkie and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the trenches, it's like having a, like a what do they call it, um, an R&R day mm-hmm. in the military mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, you get out of the trench and they let you go mm-hmm. and like hang out at the beach for a day. Mm-hmm. To us, that was like hearing people preach into our lives. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, you have the this, this spiritual discipline. Um, which I'm a book guy and mm-hmm. I like that you guys are book, book people. <laughs> um, so there's a book that I just read. Oh, I did it on Libby. So it's not, um, not, not technically I read it, but, um, it's called, uh, discipline is destiny. Is there, have you guys mm-hmm. ever I heard, heard of that, that one? No. Oh my God. It's from I'm the guy that, the uh, yeah, <laughs> right. It's from the guy that does daily stoic, which you have to be careful because stoicism mm-hmm. is mentioned in the Bible. I mm-hmm. understand stoicism mm-hmm. has a lot of downfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyway, discipline is destiny is like, it's really powerful. Mm. Um, but anyway, having that, that daily discipline, having that walk with Mm. God, um, and then just like having my family, like my Mm. wife is, uh, she encourages in her way, her way of encouragement is like, Oh, let's keep going.
4: Mm. Like, let's keep rolling.
1: My wife is just like strong and she just has this this tenacity that this not give up because I'm, I'm a, I'm a creative, I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. Like I have this big picture mm-hmm. and it's easy to get lost in the yeah. details and lose sight of the big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have somebody like that, that can keep you moving forward. So I would say having that daily discipline, knowing when to pull back, mm-hmm. um, having some, some structure and some balance in your life is good because mm-hmm. you know, we as ministers were, we're, we're, pushing, we're constantly pushing and we're pushing, 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 and we're pushing ourselves. Um, and so mental health is, Mm -hmm. is important. Um, discipline is important. You got to know yourself. You got to have people, not just that are always pumping you up. You got to have people that can talk in your life and be real, Mm -hmm. you know, be like, Hey dude, you're being an idiot. You're treating your wife like trash right now. Like you have to have people in your life that you have given the permission to say that. Yes. Um, and, and be like, like, stop. Like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You, you got to have people like, and not only that, but you got to listen to those voices too. And that's like mm-hmm. the other side of the coin. <laughs> um, so getting out, having experiences, um, going to conference, we didn't travel as much, holding a lot of special mm-hmm. needs. Um, we couldn't, we've never made it to like, what is it? Apostolic conference where mm-hmm. all the church planners go. We couldn't, I've never mm-hmm. been to because of the time. I've never been to NAYC. I know it's crazy. You can be a church planner have like a, mm-hmm. a good, successful church plant and have never been to NAYC. I know people don't believe that, but it actually happened. Man. Yeah, right. Are you
2: coming this year? No, man. No?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am. One of these days, I'm going to make Got it. it. <laughs> well, it's it's on my bucket list. Um, uh, yeah, I've been to Bali, but I've never been to NAAC. <laughs> it's crazy. It's but anyway. Well, you know, what? that's how
0: I feel. I've never been a General Conference, but it's like...
1: Oh, yeah, I've been I've to General been, I've been Conference. I've Italy, yeah, you know, yeah. like,
0: but I've never been to General Conference. I was okay, there for next... the big votes. You know, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly.
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that's part of our due, due diligence mm-hmm. as, as ministers, too, is to try to make it the General Conference. Yeah. So. so I yeah. love that you asked that because mm-hmm. I, I am a huge proponent. I preach Sabbath to our yeah. hyphen yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, And I think in our current culture and our current church culture that something's been lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is heavy capitalist. Um, Everything's about your side hustle. Everything's about hustling you are, work, work you work 20 go, hours yeah, a day yeah. you pro, you push you you spend money to make money you're doing all of these things to try and benefit yourself and it burns people out mm-hmm. and so especially when it comes to ministry and being involved and living a life that is ministerial and evangelistic the greater the work the more energy that you exhaust in those processes yeah. and i feel like in talking like i'm a sabbath guy i love the idea of sabbath i love trying to experience Sabbath in all these different facets and through, through hobbies and through things that we're not, we're not pushing away uh, and saying, I'm not going to be ministerial in this moment, but you're saying I'm going to rest and renew myself. And God's going to change me and work on me in these moments of, of meditation and, and Mm -hmm. development. And so you seem like a Sabbath guy too. And so I just am wondering how, how you Sabbath, if that makes sense, like, how do you, how do you, rest and renew and it can be alone with your family. Like I'd love to know all of those things because I think it's beneficial for these people that this generation is dealing with so much yeah. and trying to find an outlet and what are, they, what are they dealing with? They're dealing with being told like you need to be working all of the time to make your dreams happen when in reality we should be investing in who God is, what he wants for us, and then your dreams happen because yeah. of our investment in him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's, that's just so good. What, what you just said of like, you know, focusing on the, the internal of like, this is me. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. This is what God is doing inside of me. Um, focusing on that, not in a selfish way either. Cause I yeah. think we can get a little selfish of course, with that.
4: Absolutely, and yeah. we
1: got to be careful with mm-hmm. that. So not in a selfish way, but in a like, God, I want to be expended for you. Mm-hmm. But I realize if I burn out and if I, if I don't have any uh, wax left on the candle because mm-hmm. I've been burning at both ends. Then I'm not going to be able to burn and and be a light for you anymore. So I, I I have to realize like, yes, I'm doing this for you, but I need to do it in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and really, I think um. I think there's a lot of, goodness and understanding, tension. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's beauty in tension. Um, I think having the tension of wanting to Sabbath, of wanting to. Understand like this is the wet, the rest wherewith the weary shall draw rest, mm-hmm. and understanding the spiritual implications of Sabbath, also even the physical implications of Sabbath. I'm a big health mm-hmm. guy. I just read another book um, called uh, uh, Is it Outlast or Outlive? Uh, Peter Atia, Doctor Peter Atia. Anyway um, is a book about longevity. It's basically one of those things. When you have 40 years old, you read mm-hmm. this book. Um, but anyway, the tension of being driven and wanting to do things. And I'm a, I'm a proponent of side hustle in today's yeah. day and age. Like if you're working a nine to five, mm-hmm. like that's a good way to get ahead. like, mm-hmm. um, financial freedom to me is like, when you're able to buy a house, when you're able mm-hmm. to invest, when you're able to like see return on your money, but to even get to that point, it's like, you got to like, push and push and push but in that tension you've got to have that sabbath because you know if you push too hard you're going to burn out so i think there's beauty in that tension of knowing okay right now i'm holding i wish we had video right now (laughs) i'm holding on to two ropes Mm -hmm. and one of them is pulling me and if i get pulled too hard in that direction it's going to lead me to chaos it's going to lead me to dysfunction it's going to lead me to brokenness and burnout and so when I go, so people always talk about this idea of balance. Uh, to hmm. me, balance is a myth. Hmm. Life is a uh, a teeter-totter. Does hmm. anybody know what those are? What do well, they call okay. them in the Midwest? You, know, you guys have a <laughs> seesaw. A seesaw. We have words, <laughs> weird words, I guess, right? I, I was accused one time. Uh, I, I worked in New York, like in Manhattan proper a lot, like shot a lot of weddings um, and, and some editorial work in New York City. And one of my friends there, she would always say, she's like, she's like, I love hanging around you, Scott, because you have like that California accent. I was like, mm. I mean, I say dude a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I grew up in surf skate culture, right, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, the, the culturism, but it's it's a teeter-totter, right? It's a seesaw, it's a back and forth. It's not a perfectly balanced balanced is boring,
4: mm.
1: balanced is comfortable. Mm. Balance is you're not pushing hard enough and you're not resting hard enough. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. There's a so there's a tension, so it's a back and forth. And this is the understanding yourself part of like knowing, Hey, all right, chill out. And Mm -hmm. not just understanding yourself, but having voices around you of people that are healthy around you, um, because you're going to be who you hang out with. You're going to be just like those people. Mm -hmm. So if those people are unhealthy Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not talking about just nowadays, like we don't have friends anymore. Everything's just virtual. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I personally, I'm on like a little bit of sabbatical from my personal Instagram, my, uh, my at Scott shoemake. I'm just like, off, right? I'm not on Facebook right now. I'm mm-hmm. not on Instagram. I'm just running my, uh, my church account, Coast Church, and then my, uh, Scott Andrew, my, my studio photography, um, account. So like those voices who you're listening to on there, you got to be yeah. careful of those because they'll pull you in a wrong direction. You mm-hmm. think they're helping, they're hurting. Mm-hmm. So there's beauty in that tension. You've got to learn. You can't just Sabbath all the time and not mm-hmm. push, you won't get ahead Mm -hmm. you can't just push all the time and not sabbath because you'll burn out yeah and so i've learned to find the beauty and the tension to find like okay i'm going to load up here this week is a great example Mm -hmm. right um the waves have been good i Mm surf um my 15 year old son so right now i have one hyphen i have an 18 year old that just graduated and Mm -hmm. she's in college has a good career trajectory Uh, she loves jesus i'm happy about that um boys stay away. Um, (laughs) and then I have a 15 year old that thinks he's a hyphen, right? Um, and he thinks he's better than me at surfing. So we, we surf. Um, and so this week I've surfed, uh, three days, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a lot for me. Usually I get out like once or twice a week, but I've surfed three days. But yesterday I went in like the complete opposite direction. I was like, making deals. I was emailing. I was DMing. I was like driving around. I was an Uber driver. I was like, I don't drive Uber, but I was like shuttling stuff around. I had meetings. I was on the phone. I was literally like, like, That guy, you could have done a, uh, what is it called? Like a, like a behind the scenes all day of me and been like, this guy is a hustler. Oh my goodness. But you didn't see me at the beach the day before because the ocean to me is, Mm -hmm. is my getaway. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll play golf when I'm old and crusty, but right now I'm going (laughs) to surf. You know what I mean? I'm still healthy. I love being in the ocean. Um, it's a special place. God gave us uh, like 70% of this world is covered in mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. so I like to be in it. Um, so that to me, that that's one of my uh, outside of all the spiritual stuff yeah. that I already talked yeah. about the conferences, the prayer meetings, the all course. that stuff. Um, you know, being in the in the ocean, being in nature. Um, I, i'm not a, like an amusement park guy you can you know sure sure um we have fun my kids do it we were just at
2: knott's berry farm you know we, we've done disneyland all that stuff but, knott's berry. but is it, the, boysen, it. Is the boysenberry yes like yes. it's amazing i've seen videos you and go, it's dude. like a dream of <laughs> you mine go. you gotta eat <laughs> a simple
0: the, midwest boy he just the, wants uh, to go to knott's berry fried park. chicken
2: <laughs>
1: restaurant bro okay. they give you this like whole like five course <laughs> meal with like amazing fried chicken and uh my grandma's from the south so i grew up like eating that stuff yeah and then they finish it off with
2: like boysenberry pie and ice cream it's literally been on my list for things that I wanted to do for like the last 10 years. You so. got,
1: you got to do it though. That's, uh, that's worthy of a next cheap, year at general a,
0: conference.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Long beach. I was going to say that, that might be worthy of a cheap Southwest flight from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, if you find those, like those cheap flights. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's, that's my ideal Sabbath. Um, reading is, is real mm-hmm. good for mm-hmm. me. Um, I, I try to practice a lot of different wellness things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, You know, I grew up in California, so I got a little bit of that hippie stuff in me. Um, But it's it's good. Like Mm -hmm. um, breathing exercises Mm -hmm. are good. Mm -hmm. Um, Eating healthy is good. Um, Like I want to I want to be a good example, not Mm -hmm. just in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to be a good example in life. Um, And so so I try to find that um, not balance, but I try to find that that beauty and the tension and and holding on to both ropes. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. I wanna yeah, I wanna be a good. pusher and a driver for the mm-hmm. kingdom. I wanna be always mm-hmm. abounding in the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? But I also wanna be steadfast. And if I know mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be steadfast, then mm-hmm. it's gonna be because I I I relax and I take a deep breath mm-hmm. and I go get in the ocean and I mm-hmm. uh, you know, let the salt water wash everything away from yeah. the from the day before. Uh, and then I, I, I go and get in my prayer meeting on Tuesday night and I'm, you know, praying for others mm-hmm. and i'm letting go of myself all of that stuff yeah. to me is is sabbath you know that's good yeah so you hope that helps yeah i yeah. no, oh, that absolutely. helps a
0: lot and y- you know you mentioned you like to read yeah and i know that that's something you know obviously we love to do as well but reading reading such a important thing i think even in just life in ministry and leadership. I always hear, you know, people say like, read, like, you know, they, there's that quote, it's like leaders or readers or whatever Absolutely, it is. Yeah. And I remember years ago, I had asked Pastor Rich Brown, I said, if there's yeah. one book that you would recommend to a young adult, what would it be? And he had told me, Order in Your Private World. Oh, good. And mm-hmm. I've read it a couple times. And it's something I recommend to uh, my young adults. And so question I have for you is, what is a book that you would recommend to a young adult and I know that's hard just to choose one if you, to a a if you want to throw out a few if you want to throw out a few that's
2: you fine do that yeah I'm <laughs> I making a resources list as that's we go really, through yeah. so that's that we really have the show notes. but that's like <laughs> she said a book yeah you that's,
3: know what a, a a to yeah, a let's, reader let's, let's,
2: let's. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this from the podcast uh, <laughs> A, so, f- a few, you know, but you know we have people out there okay, who aren't few, readers. Better, here's the, here's the thing. Better. Here's the thing.
0: We have we have people who aren't readers, who aren't so they're readers. not going to sit down and read tons of books. But if there's like
1: one, but you know what? The good thing is, is they've already checked out. So <laughs> it's it's all good. Yes. Um, so our re-
0: our readers are still listening. <laughs> right. So right. thank you for so out with I came us today. prepped
1: for this. I literally have this in my notes. Check oh, this out. Awesome. This is this is my life in a nutshell right here. This is how I like write my message. But I anyway. Love I wrote some book recommendations because I'm such a big believer in books. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the time to read. Okay. There's a mm. free app. Have you guys heard of Libby? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you guys are readers. You guys you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I did Audible and and paid every month, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. For Audible, mm-hmm. which I still do because mm-hmm. there's some books you can't get on Libby, right. but Libby yeah. is a free app mm-hmm. as long as you're registered with a local library. library yeah. You can download not just Kindle like ebooks, but audiobooks mm-hmm. for free. Yep. Like Great book. So anyway, um, so I use that resource a lot. It's a great resource and it's free and you don't have to be sitting in a corner. You can be listening to a book while you're driving, while you're walking, um, all that stuff. Anyway, um, there's a book by Skip Pritchard uh called The Book of Mistakes. And uh my former youth pastor, uh brother Darren Sargent, he recommended to that that to me a few years ago. And that book shook me. That book Mm. like awakened me in a lot of ways, and I, I really um, I recommend that one. Matter of fact, I uh, I give it to graduates. Mm,
3: that's awesome.
1: Um, so high school graduates, mm. college graduates, um, I give it out. Um, scary Close, Donald Miller.
3: Mm, I, I love know Donald you're a Donald Miller, Miller fan. We, Donald we've talked Miller, about yes. Donald Miller before.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and and Donald Miller, I mean, you know, some of it you've got to, you've got to, what do they say in the South? You've got to um, eat the meat, spit out the bones, um, which is like every book, right? Yeah, yeah um, exactly. There's one that I reread, I read this one I think when I was in college or maybe my first couple years of ministry called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, Mm -hmm. uh, who's a survivor of the Holocaust in Auschwitz. Um, He's one of the pioneers of um, what's called logotherapy, which is like a psychiatric Mm -hmm. psychological help. Man's Search for Meaning is a Mm -hmm. book I think that, I think just every human should read it. extreme ownership by jocko yes yeah, so good. i love jocko um he is the kick in the rear end that mm-hmm. i think every hyphen needs have you listened to audible of that uh i just listened to dichotomy of leadership and i don't think okay. I've, i i have it feels all like you're in
0: boot camp yeah. and it was a little too much for me and so <laughs> one of intense, my <laughs> i know man. so one of my friends heard that and they're like okay i'm gonna give you a physical copy of the book because you need to read this book <laughs>
1: I love, I love Jocko and, um, and his podcast and, um, he just has some really great stuff for leadership and Mm -hmm. just the principles of it. And, you know, he's getting all this stuff from like Navy SEALs, but so many of the principles are like biblical. Absolutely. You know, it's like you go on Amazon's like self-help, you go, God forbid, you go into actual library or bookstore and you go into Mm -hmm. self-help you start picking up these books and they're like written by like, oh, I'm this atheist, like Mm -hmm. new age psychologist, whatever. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're literally like, you're taking scriptural principles yep. and you're vomiting them in, in like the most ugly way. But they're still scriptural <laughs> principles, but right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, extreme ownership is mm-hmm. is a great one. Um, and then uh, Brother Rodney Shaw, if you're going to be involved in ministry, mm-hmm. especially church planning, mm-hmm. um, one of the I would say without a doubt, you've got to have church work by uh, Brother Rodney Shaw, yes. Pastor Rodney yes. Shaw. Like that's like that's essential reading. Mm-hmm. I hope they put that on the like. Um, to get your local license in the UPC. I hope they that put that on awesome. the list. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Um, anyway, so those are, those are a few, and I'll, I'll just stop there. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, I'm like, I, just, I could sit here for another hour yeah, just hearing absolutely. these book recommendations. Yeah. So awesome. Those are a few
1: fun ones. But yeah,
2: read. <laughs> if you don't like reading, do it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's going to help you Yeah, well, audible Yeah, uh, use do the do the audiobook version right. set it at like 1.25 speed if you want to get through it a little exactly. bit quicker like you can fly through stuff mm-hmm. exactly um i used to have a, a really ridiculous like three and a half hour commute each way to work for like a year but the amount of i probably should have learned a language honestly in that amount of time um but the amount of books that i got through in that year was right. one of the most beneficial years of my of my life mm-hmm. um it's not cheating to just listen to it. Like you're still, you know what I mean. Right. People are like, well, I didn't read the book, so I. It's okay. What else are
0: you doing? Right. In exactly. Your exactly. Traffic, exactly.
1: Right? To me, it's like eighty percent. So there's this, um, there's this thing in like practical ministry. Mm-hmm. They say if there's anything that, you, and I guess it, it works even in like an organization or something. Um, if there's something that someone else can do at eighty percent capacity, delegate it. So mm-hmm. if they can do it at your mm-hmm. level of like you're at hundred percent, they can do it at 80%. Give it to them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, like audible and Libby and stuff, it's like at that 85% close mm-hmm. to a book, but I like write all over my books. So that would be, mm-hmm. you know, if there's one that I hear on Libby, like, um, uh, discipline is destiny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go buy that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I have my Amazon cart. Like yeah. I'm going to buy that book and I'm going to reread it and mm-hmm. I'm going to mark it up and put my mm-hmm. notes in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it 85% is good enough. Delegate it. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially That's if a commute. Good.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So we know reading's discipline and you mentioned how, you know, you want to be disciplined in every area of your life. And, you know, I feel that way too, especially being in California with health, mental health, emotional health, physical health. Like it can't just be your spiritual health. Mm -hmm. It has to be all so that you can give everything that you have to those who you're ministering to.
1: Right. It's all linked. It's it's all linked together. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: It is. And, you know, we see this scripturally, in, in the Bible as well. And so for me understanding, okay, what has helped you become a disciplined person? Cause I know that's something I've been asked before. It's like, well, how are you so disciplined? You know? And, and there are different ways I think that people can answer that question. So I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on how it's, you have become disciplined in these different areas. And obviously it's something we're continually working towards. We're never going to reach the peak, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. You want to know the book reckon, recommendation? Yeah. Start with why Simon Sinek love so that that right there is that's the answer to that question Mm. Mm -hmm. the answer to that question is a question Mm. why Mm -hmm. why do you want to be disciplined Mm. like why don't you just like eat cheese puffs and scroll (laughs) instagram all day and then binge netflix all Mm -hmm. night why don't you just do that like that's fun that's Mm -hmm. enjoyable right pleasure Mm -hmm. right you know why don't you just you know do drugs and be on like a catatonic state your whole life you know Um, So your answer when you when you answer that question of why do I want to be disciplined? Well, then you start to really uncover like what's going to help you be disciplined. Right. Um, I I, I work out because I have a 15 year old son and I look around me and I look at a nation Mm -hmm. that's not healthy. Yeah. And, and I look, and I'm, I'm thankful that, that this generation, like mm-hmm. the hyphen generation mm-hmm. is like, is getting this
3: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for that because I, in the future, I see a healthier UPC. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. I see a, I see a healthier yes. tribe. And, and that's a good thing because mm-hmm. that is a witness.
4: Yeah.
3: Don't
1: get me wrong. I bl- I know other than those health stuff, people are going to throw stones. I'm not, mm-hmm. not against anybody, but I, I just think it's something that we can handle mm-hmm. and something that we can show. So Uh, So part of my why and, you know, in health discipline is like, I've got a son, Mm -hmm. I've got a daughter. Mm -hmm. And and then my son Holden, he's Mm -hmm. little, he's not really into all that yet. But, you know, we want to portray and we want to have this. So so my wife for working out Mm -hmm. right now is is my son. I want to show him that like, hey, discipline will help you Mm -hmm. working out will help fuel your body. Your your body will feel better, mm-hmm. and when your body feels better, your mind feels better, mm-hmm. and when your mind feels better, your spirit spirit feels better. Mm-hmm. Mind body soul spirit it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Um, and once again, the tension is not going too far in one way, right? right you right. know, you're gonna go to the gym like and be a gym rat mm-hmm. and walk around and like show your guns off to everybody <laughs> and what you're gonna do all that? No, you're going too far that way, right? Um, So. You have to have a why for mm-hmm. your discipline. Why am I going to get up before anybody else and pray? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus, he, he did that. Mm-hmm. When nobody, when everybody else was sleeping, mm-hmm. he went off and he prayed. Mm-hmm. And he led them by example, right? Mm-hmm. David, who is one of my heroes of the mm-hmm. scripture. Lord, have mercy. Like, How many times did he fail? Yet he kept going. He had the discipline to keep. Mm-hmm. And when we hear that scripture that David was a man after God's own heart, we think of like, Oh, he had this like heart that was just, and and I look at it in a different way. I be, I, I look at it in the way that David was after. In other words, mm. he was chasing God's heart. Mm. Like he never stopped chasing mm. God's heart. Kept he pursuing never,
0: Jesus. You pursuing, know, the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, like that yeah. that heart, that love. He had that relationship. So so even when he fell with Bathsheba, even when he was being stupid about things, he kept mm. pursuing. Mm. Um, and David said this. He said, "Early will I seek you." So that's one of the reasons. Mm. Like you know, I get up early. I pray, I I read my affirmation, Um, I get in my word. Um, I read my word a little bit later. This year, I've done like read through the Bible in a year, but this year um, I have the Apostolic Study Bible. I just Mm -hmm. got that last year. Um, So this year I I said, you know, I'm going to take the year and I'm going to read for understanding. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read the commentary on the bottom of every single page. Instead of just trying to go through Mm -hmm. my Bible, I'm going to actually read like the commentary. And if there's a word I need to look up, I'm not going to like, Skip out on that. I'm going to literally like pull, you know, a Bible hub and I'm going to go and find that word. So just having those disciplines, but it goes back to the why. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I want to be a good example. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better pre- preacher. I want to be a better pastor. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better neighbor.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know
1: what I mean? I want to get the pride out of me so I can be yes. a better neighbor yeah. to the person next door. I want to be a better citizen in my community, in my mm-hmm. city. Um, I got a, I got a coast church bumper sticker on my 99 land Mm -hmm. cruiser, and I don't want to be a hypocrite driving around Mm -hmm. and getting all road ragey and Mm -hmm. mad at people, all that. I know I got that in me. You know what I mean? (laughs) We all, we're human. So we got to discipline, (laughs) especially in SoCal. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So we got to discipline ourselves because we have a why Mm -hmm. we, there is a why we've got a purpose inside of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I just want to see, I want to see the kingdom come. I want to see revival. I want to see awakening. Yes. I want to see a nation turn back to God. Yes. I want to see like, you know, like Asbury times a million, mm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all over the world mm. and not shut down after a few months. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I want right. to see, right. I want to see pure, unadulterated mm. yes. book of Acts revival. I want to see people selling all they have and bring it to the church.
4: Mm.
1: I want to see that. Have I done that? Oh, you haven't done that, Pastor. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not putting it out the question because I have a why. I have a purpose. Yes.
0: That's so good.